GM, sir. I'm sending out some requests. By the way, if you're in the audience, I always say this every week, and you have never spoken before, you should get your ass up on stage and go for it. It is worth it, 100%. Stud Muffin, what's up, man? Kaleo, what's going on, my friend? Oh, man, just another Friday in paradise. I am actually working on some tax stuff, so the opposite of paradise. Um, but that is, you know, like, it's nice to be able to take a break and do this for a little bit. Absolutely, yeah. Nothing uh, nothing is more painful than doing taxes, especially if you've ever traded any crypto or an NFT. So I completely, I feel your pain. <laughs> Yeah, man, I have I have like kicked this to the curb, punted it for way too long. So I I'm kind of just now today getting started on it. So it's you know it's crunch time, but you know, hey, like that's that's how I've always operated the best is under crunch time anyway, right? So um, that's the uh, <laughs> that's the current outside of this space, whatever the space ends, that's what I'm getting back to at the end of this. But I like stud muffin. Tell me, you're you're the type of guy that would have knocked this out two months ago. <laughs> you caught me, yeah, right around mid February. Yeah, yeah, okay, I can tell. <laughs> to read people well, um, yeah. Well, I had a nice uh, solar um, credit coming back to me, so I wanted to get it done as soon as possible. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, if you're getting a decent amount of money back, then I complete. You've got a completely different incentive for turning it in earlier. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I thought it was only 10, but it works out to like more like 12 or 15. If you get uh, solar on your house, um, as a refund. So it's pretty solid. Dude, that's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I was really happy with that. Um, the, uh, I don't know how much longer that lasts, but the, the like solar government incentives for doing it are great. Um, so it was definitely worth it. Yeah, man. I, I mean, it's the same type of thing as, uh, you know, just like how much longer does the program that the U.S. government have with electric vehicles last? Right. Like, you know, the rebate they provide on any type of electric vehicle purchases. I don't think that's a tax rebate, but, you know, I think it's an upfront deduction of the actual vehicle purchase. Right. Yeah, that sounds right. I don't own an EV. Um, I'm trying to think, though. A friend of mine bought one recently, and I think he got 8000 Yeah, it, I mean, one way or the other, it, it kind of is a little bit absurd, and there's no way, especially as the progression continues, that that lasts too much longer than what it really, you know, what's out there right now. So, hey, congratulations, though, man. I mean, I, I guess there's alpha for anybody else that's in the audience, you know, looking into solar. Um, Crow is about to come up on stage. I feel like Crow would be the type of guy to do that as well. Rooster, what do you have going on today, man? Well, you actually, um, just reminded me <laughs> that I did need to do my taxes as well. Uh, I tried to be good and start mid February and then I was like, you know what? I owe money. So like, I don't want to do this right now. And then I went on vacation for like a month um, and then just kind of dismissed it. And you just reminded me how close it actually is. I'll probably just end up filing for an extension because uh, <laughs> that's me. Yeah, let's see. We've got, 
I mean, we've got until the 18th, right? So a little more than a week. But, you know, I my, my goal is with everything, I want to have it done, done by this time next week, whenever we hop back on the spaces, right? Like, if I can have everything organized and submitted by then, I will be happy. Yeah, I've, just, I've done everything except for, like, um, the crypto and uh, investing side of things, which obviously that's what's going to take the longest anyway. Uh, but it's never fun. I mean, hey, maybe we end up getting a tax day rally. Maybe everybody is like Stunt Muffin and everybody switched to solar in the crypto space and we just don't know it. Um, and, you know, maybe we end up getting a tax day rally because of that, right? Like, there's there's no way too many people in crypto owe money for 2022. Actually, shoot, the first half of the year, there was a decent amount of upside. Oh, I definitely hit my three thousand limit on losses. So yeah, that that, uh, it, <laughs> that helped the tax rebate too. <laughs> you know, I, I'd say I love to hear it, but I guess I don't know if that's the best thing to say either. <laughs> oh man! So, Rooster, what all's going on in the world of NFTs this week? Give the people a breakdown of what you're watching. Um, so we actually also. Uh, have a space scheduled to go like in depth with this, uh, like in a couple hours, two hours from now, I think. Um, but briefly what, like what we're going to touch on for the main part. Um, one thing is again, Nakamigos have come up in the conversation. Um, we'll go in a little farther depth into that as well. Uh, magic Eden releases like an ETH marketplace. Um, doesn't have much volume. Obviously, they're Solana native. Uh, go into a little bit of depth of that. There's uh, OpenSea Pro now, right? Jim has rebranded um, into OpenSea Pro. And then release. if you ever use Jim, you are able to claim an NFT that is currently trading at like 0.04. Um, so, you know, like a little 80 bucks pretty much. I think at the high was like 0.06 or something. So a little bit over like a hundred bucks. Uh, but current market value, is that going to be their version of a, of a blur stimmy? Um, I don't know. We'll kind of see how it evolves. Um, but they're, they're showing signs of fighting back. And I think it's interesting. And I think they need to make, uh, their next moves very wisely, um, to not completely, and utterly demolish like a five-year first place advantage. Um, so yeah, it'll be definitely interesting to see how that goes. Um, I did not just sell my free NFT from Jim. Uh, I learned that <laughs> kind of the painfully way from Nakamigos. Like, at what point is it worth it to sell an NFT you got for free? Right, like I said, a hundred bucks. Um, or is it, is that worth it just to, you know, keep it from then? Uh, so that's something I've been thinking about as well. Um, and apart from NFTs, right, Elon switched the, uh, the Twitter logo to Doge. So yeah, that's going to be some of the things that we're going to be diving into depth of in here in a little while in a room 110 space. Well, okay. My, my question with the Nakamigos is, dude, what? 
like, I I guess I missed the origin story of the Nakamikos. Okay, so let, let me just tell you real quick. Okay, so about a year ago, um, Sartoshi, right, MFR's founder, like, announced his departure, you know, quote-unquote, forever, and, like, made an open edition for, like, 0.07. Um, I think it had, like, 16,000-something mints or something. And uh, then he stopped it. And mint was, like, 0.072. So it wasn't a cheap mint. And then the art revealed, and it was literally, like, art that took maybe five seconds to do the whole thing. Like, it was, like, a stickman and, like, a house or something. I don't remember exactly what it was. I didn't mint it. Um, and then <laughs> the space largely perceived that at the time of men as like a multi-million dollar exit scam, right? Um, and they traded at essentially nothing for the last year. Um, then a little bit of momentum started picking up when like there were some tweets about the Nak Amigos, right? And then you were able to claim essentially one free one for every Sartoshi that you had. And then you could, uh, into Sartoshi you had, and then you can also like sign up on like a pre-mint to be eligible for another free one. Um, and so that, that was like their first reward. Like a year later, they're like, okay, you'll be able to claim this. Right. And there's like, in the very beginning too, even after that mention, they had no traction on any of their tweets um they were getting like four retweets even during mint it was they had no traction um and then all the rumors started about you know oh it's larva labs affiliated like confirms like or yuga labs affiliated confirmed and then you know it's been a continuous like pump and dump since then on different rotation of rumors and you know i could be wrong i could just be you know on the wrong end of the bell curve, but there is no way Yuga Labs rewards Sartoshi owners, right? And that has nothing to do with any uh, any apes, any mutants, any any kennel holders, any other deed holders, right? There is no way they are rewarding a completely separate ecosystem unrelated to their own. I don't know. If someone has, like, arguments against it, please feel free to fill me in. But in my mind, there is not a single world that happens in. It's fair enough here. Let me bring Puck back up. I don't know, man. That like, I I just completely missed it. I've seen it start to blow up in my timeline right now, and I, I've seen the progression and the background story kind of makes sense to me. But it just feels like another one of these things that. I don't know. The, the market really hasn't had a new trending collection for a while. And, you know, it, it just feels like this has kind of taken that position. And here's the crazy thing to me, though, is it, it shows you kind of the state of the market that a new trending collection that is basically all that I'm seeing as far as any type of new blood on the feed that it's been pumping, it's been steadily climbing, and after the amount of time that it's been out there, it's only at 0.75 ETH, right? So it just, not to say, honestly, with this type of thing, I could easily see, you know, you, you see these type of collections end up gaining enough momentum where they could eclipse one to maybe two ETH, but I would be very shocked based on the progression and the climb of this so far that it does anything more than that. And then 
what I've noticed with these type of things, typically it just turns into something where because so much hype is built into the beginning phases, you know, if you're somebody that's buying right now, you know, odds are that if you hold it for long enough, it's going to end up coming back beneath your entry, right? Like, because uh, there, after the general period of euphoria is over with, and there's a new collection, right? Because there's always a new trending collection. You know, a lot of the people that are in it right now, like, end up rotating over to that. And it just becomes like this slow bleed wherever it does find the top. So, I don't know. I'm curious on your take on whether there's maybe some other type of element that I might be missing toward this or whether you think that there's any, you know, anything to that at all. No, I, I like, honestly, in, in my own personal opinion, and, you know, I did, you know, full disclosure, I did claim one Nakamigos for free, and I sold at, like, .069, I believe, pretty much immediately. Um, and my, and what, 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 I forget, what was it to claim for free again? Uh, there, no, like, you just had to sign up for a premium and have like, oh, gotcha. at the time it was okay. like, have one ETH in balance in your wallet. But then I think they lowered it to point one or something. Um, but it, it was essentially a free mint, right? And, and most given to whales of Inder Sartoshi, right? Like some people had hundreds of them. Right, like even B Ways claimed twenty five, and he let all of them go below point one. Uh, so um, he, he's on about fading generational wealth in. But I mean, you couldn't really see it doing anything from the beginning, right? Like it's a twenty twenty k collection, right? They had zero traction on any Twitter. Um, it re- was a reward for an NFT that you held that was valued, I think, at the time of the announcement, like point oh one, point oh two. Right, market conditions. The arts recycled, right? It's just a d- derivative punk art. Um, there was no legitimate reason to think there's going to be this much upside potential before the speculation started happening. Um, and be like for that reason, full disclosure, yeah, I did let go of mine. And, Am I a little bit sour? I didn't, you know, hold to like 0.9 something. Like, sure. Who wouldn't be? Um, Am I mad about it? Not really. uh, Because I think in the end, like that is a losing strategy um, to come in and start sweeping, you know, a project just based off speculation. Um, So in, in my opinion, um, it's organized exit liquidity. If you're buying anywhere above 0.4, right. I think within a month, it will probably be 0.2 or below, right? Some of the some of the NFT projects that have like this upside potential, yeah, they have large immediate drawbacks, but then uh, you have a lot of whales defending lines like 0.2 and 0.1 and stuff. So I don't know if it's necessarily going to bleed, you know, sub 0.05 quickly. Um, but I think in the long term, if they don't use what they've traded like $23,000 uh, worth of ETH right now, I don't know how much royalties they got from that from you know all the royalty wars and optional royalties going on right now but if they don't plan on making moves with the money yeah i I see anyone buying over 0.4 probably getting at least a 50 percent burn in my personal opinion not financial advice fair enough man um 
Well, okay. So, dude, what, one other thing I wanted to bring up outside of the Nakamigos. So, uh, on the OpenSea Pro side of things, right? Like, what I don't like about it is that if you go through the wallet collection on the far, all the fake collections that are out there that would typically be flagged and put on some type of hidden folder automatically um, or, or that you would go through and that you know you would intuitively see it organizes them almost too easily with the rest of the legit collections on that aggregator side and it values them by whatever the ETH price you know the floor ETH price is of that collection which all you have to do you know just depends on whatever somebody lists a similar NFT from that collection with. So it makes it really easy for somebody, I think, that's new to the space, that's looking through on the pro side of things, and they see, oh, shoot, I've got an NFT in my wallet that's worth 50-something ETH. Like, holy shit, let me go ahead and just go to that and you know claim or accept whatever else. And they end up interacting with and signing a malicious transaction and they end up losing their shit because of it. Where you don't really have, I feel like, as... I don't think that it's presented the same type of way on the original OpenSea, or even on Blur. Like, I don't really see the same type of trash just popping up to the top on Blur. Um, but yeah, man, that's... The, like, my one gripe that I have just from the surface level is that. So... I actually haven't like played around with it too much. Um, the UI is a little bit different. I don't really like how they tried to kind of clop- copy Blur in a sense. Um, but I, so, what are you? I haven't seen exactly what you're talking about. Are you looking at? If you okay, so if you go to the wallet page, right? Wallet like, page. go to your okay. your your profile page, and then you go to the collections that are aggregated on the far left side when you go to the items, and it'll it'll put up there all of the different fake NFTs that you have in your collection also. Right. And all it takes is some, somebody from that fake NFT collection, obviously nobody's bidding on it. So, you know, they're owned by whatever centralized people sent them out. So they list the floor price super high to make them look like they're legit. And it it just, I think makes it a lot more confusing for somebody that especially is newer to the space and they're going through and they're like, oh shit, like, look, I've got these really valuable NFTs here that I don't know how I got. Like, let me go ahead, sell them, figure out how to do this. And then in that process, they end up signing a malicious transaction and they get their wallet drained. So do you think um, the user or the platform should, you know, bear that burden? It's my question. I mean, obviously the user at the end of the day, but what I think needs to, I think that they could add several filters, like maybe a volume filter, for instance, on that side, just intuitively, and that you could go override that, like maybe in some type of pro setting, but say that any collection that's going to be list on that aggregated side on the far left has some type of minimum volume threshold so that you filter out a bunch of that type of trash that's not legit collections, right? And and I think that in and of itself would really do a solid job. Or maybe you could even go and, you know, just whitelist certain collections that are even below that threshold and say, hey, this is legit. It's not quite at 100 ETH volume yet, but, you know, you approve that individual one to show up. But I think having something like that intuitively built 
into a filter would be some easy step that they could do. Yes. To be proactive. I, 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 I do see your point, but I, I can also see how that gets exploited as well. Right. Like still the wild west out here. Um, that collection could just as easily wash trade, you know, their own scam. And if people think they have a layer of security by that volume filter, they're like, like, oh, got the volume filter on, you know, and it's traded 100 ETH in volume this week. Like, surely must be legit, right? And then, you know, could be even more susceptible. Um, in my personal opinion, I think you should probably intuitively know if you didn't buy that NFT, like, more than likely it's a scam. And especially if, like, it's valued at any substantial amount of money, like, in it just randomly appears there without you claiming it. Like you, you should know intuitively not to interact with that. Um, so my personal opinion, I honestly think all responsibility should rely on the user. Um, and with little centralized interference, um, my personal opinion. Fair enough, man. I mean, hey, you know, one other thing that they could do, and I get that this would filter out a lot of collections that are legitimate, but they could also go through and say something like, you know, only verified collections show up, and then you have the option to click on there. And, you know, just some type of, I don't know, man. I, uh, my whole thing that I go back to, I agree, all of it should fall back on the user. But, but like, there are a lot of people that are so new to this space, especially when they're starting off, that a lot of these type of setups, man, are like, it's why you see so, you don't see as many scams happening now. Why? Because you don't have nearly as many new people of the NFT space, right? A lot of the new blood has already been burned and washed out. And these are people that, for the most part, know what they're doing i mean there's still the exceptional scam that ends up taking advantage of people and sucks whenever it happens but occasionally it does but it's not left and right like what we saw back you know a year ago so my whole thing now is eventually there's going to be a point when that does happen again right when there is incredible growth in the space so coming up now with some type of proactive system for when that does happen I mean, it's all about education at the end of the day, right? You know, you don't necessarily have to. I mean, obviously, at some level, there's got to be some type of intuition and doing your own research that goes into it. But I do think that there is some, you know, a slight burden of responsibility for the platform to, you know, try to take steps they can to at least educate, right? You know, so taking whatever maybe... Uh, a safer approach and then maybe you click a box and say hey for unver show me all the collections verified and unverified and when an unverified lo uh, collection pops up you know you just sign a disclaimer that hey maybe you know by doing by showing the unverified there's going to be some stuff that probably are not legit collections in here be, be careful <laughs> i don't know and maybe that's too extreme maybe it's too cumbersome but you know, it just feels like something like that could be helpful. No, and, and yeah, I, I agree. There, there definitely could be, um, you know, something small like that that could add, you know, a layer of help, I guess. Um, but at the same time, too, they are listed as OpenSea Pro, right? Like, if you don't know what the fuck you're doing, like, maybe don't go on a pro website, right? Like, <laughs> start with, you know, regular OpenSea. Um 
because it is, it is easier uh, to understand, right? You don't, when you're going to, when you play a new video game, you don't immediately set the difficulty to extreme, right? <laughs> like that's no fun. Don't. Yeah. The, the main word it, you're right is education. Like before you go into doing anything, especially if it involves any decent amount of money, be at least somewhat educated, please. Or at least don't be mad when you get burnt or surprised. Uh, fair enough, man. Um, I actually muted everybody. My bad. That was actually um, me. Whoops. No, it's all good. Puck, you've been up on stage for a bit, man. I haven't really had the opportunity to hear you speak yet. I, I was excited when you came up to the stage the other day for the space I was hosting, and you just pinned the tweet and stepped down. I'm so sorry. I was scared. The, the audience was too large. I had to plug the stonks really quick. But, yeah, I've been uh, busy as hell. I haven't been uh, these in a long time. I've been uh, working at the hospital. But they sent me home today. I'm going into psychiatry, and I'm on a, like, physical therapy team right now, and they said, get the hell out of here. We don't, we don't want anything to do with you. You're never going to use this stuff again. So I was like, all right. Then I saw you were on here, so I had to drop in. Uh, yeah, I miss you guys. And the stonks are still inevitable. Amen, man. Well, we pissed you also, so it's good having you back up here. Um, yeah, dude, that's, you know, it's part of life. Sometimes you go through busy seasons and it's difficult to be able to hop on things like this. So completely, completely get it. Um, you know, but one way or the other, we will still be here, still showing up. So, you know, just part of the grind. Um, Crow, what's going on, man? Hey, I got a, I got a bone to pick with you actually. Yeah, you know, for the stonks, right? You under under promise, over deliver. You do that about yourself too. You tell everybody you're four eleven, you know, two sixty. So I meet everybody at the NFT event, and they were underwhelmed by me. They're like, "Oh, I thought you'd be like jacked, or I thought you'd be taller." You tell everybody how good I look, and everybody was very underwhelmed. So thanks a lot for that, my guy. Oh, oh, you're joking me, NFT Philly? Did you like that? Yeah, Lander and uh, and oh, it's a city of brotherly love. They were just looking at me like, "Oh, I thought you'd be a lot bigger." (laughs) Oh my goodness, dude! That you know, that's the irony of Philly. I feel like it's a city of brotherly love. You know, only goes so far. It's the city of brotherly, brutally honest. No, no, you talked me up like crazy. That's that's what happened. So I appreciate it. Well, hey, I didn't. I mean, I don't feel like I oversold. Apparently you did. <laughs> I I, I want to get Lander and them up here on stage one of these days to be able to come and refute this. <laughs> Actually, tell me more about NFT Philly, man. Curious how that went outside of the, uh, the introduction. <laughs> it's a disappointment, yeah. Uh, no, it was good. We were just hanging out at a brewery. It was, it was beautiful out. Um, there's a lot of like Cardano and XRP weirdos, so I was trying to swerve them, but... Everybody else is real cool. Um, there was a mortgage broker there. This is my alpha for everybody. Um, he said, when you're applying for a mortgage and you're going to use crypto money to use Coinbase as the off-ramp, just the way it's set up, it, um, it will accept your money. Like somebody was trying to use uh, 
crypto.com and they had like 50 grand in crypto money that just didn't count towards their uh their income at all so that's my alpha yeah i learned about that very recently so <laughs> basically couldn't verify the source of the funds is what you're saying from crypto.com yeah so just use coinbase for an off-ramp if you're applying for a mortgage that actually is solid alpha um hey i see lander in the crowd right now and i i sent him the the request button and i really want to get him up here on stage to be able to talk more about this event and see so lander you got to come up here man yeah and i was taller than him and he's looking at me like oh (laughs) oh shoot you know actually you know another voice that i miss being up here i I haven't heard willy wonka in way too long either oh here's lander lander what's going on man what do you have to say for yourself what's going on guys i'll be honest my dad just called me like two minutes ago and i missed most of everything that crow said so that is unfortunate (laughs) Okay, Crow basically just said that I gassed him up too much and that when he showed up to the NFT Philly event, that he was just like, I ran into Lander and I ran into, oh, shoot, I forget, maybe Pit Guy. And they both they both just were like, dude, I thought you were going to be something more special here. <laughs> Not more special, but you said he was like a massive guy. And he walked in and he just looked like a normal, normal dude. So I was expecting like some meathead. <laughs> Crow, what do you have to say about this? I've been hitting the gym like crazy. That's what I've been doing. I'm I'm not going to take an action. Oh, shoot, man. Well, hey, I mean, I'm still going to gas you up. Like, I don't think that I oversold for anybody else in the audience, you know. There's no motivation like wanting to impress your NFT homies in the in-real-life meetups, I guess. Hell, yeah. Uh, as soon as it gets warm out, I'm in the Northeast, right? So, like, we had an 80-degree day, so I just spring into action whenever that happens. So, I've been, I have been hitting it hard. That is amazing. <laughs> um, so, Lander, tell me what else is good with you, man. Like, was there anything else good from that event that you guys, uh, you know, tell me a little bit more about NFT Philly? Yeah, I mean, it was cool. It was a nice brewery. Um, first time meeting up with some people from, you know, Twitter, Web3 in real life. So that was cool. Nice uh, meeting Pick God. We uh, have a few mutual friends, so it was cool. Finally connecting there. He had a sweet gold chain on, but gold bracelet. <clears throat> but, yeah, it was cool. Cool meeting Crow. Everyone was really nice. Um, no, no betas, bunch of alphas, so that's always cool. But, yeah, it was just cool meeting up with everyone. I said cool 50 times, I think, in the last 20 seconds. But, yeah, it was a good time. (laughs) Cool is better than like, in my opinion, so. (laughs) Fair enough. Yeah, cool is at least cool. So, I appreciate that, man. And I I do love that, uh, the frog that you're rocking there, too. I like the combo with the, um, with the stonk. Really goes well together. The pink marble yeah. with fuchsia. Um, 
background. Yakimich just kind of sent it. He didn't even ask me. <laughs> didn't even ask me which ones I wanted. I just woke up one morning and he said GM with it in my DMs. So I was very happy about that. Bro, that is a total Yakovic move. Yeah, he's awesome. Puck, what's up, man? I just need to hear Q's voice if he's in here. I see him in here, but if he's actually listening, please say something. I miss that sweet, sweet voice. I pinned something to the top. I'm sorry, Kyle. We'll see whether it happens or not, whether we're gifted with it today or not. You're right. It has been too long since I've heard the sweet serenade of Q's voice. He's got – I pinned a space to the top. He put put together a big uh, founders meetup yesterday. It's four hours long, um, but everybody that was everybody was there, and there's a lot of alpha to be uh, to be heard. Oh, that's awesome. i got to take a listen. Um, oh, well, gents, um, what else was I going to say? You know, right now, I, I, I just think in general, dude, these are the good times. Like this is whether, whether people recognize it or not, like these are the times that we talked about back in January of just kind of vibing through the stillness of the market. That's where the market is again, right? Like we're in a stillness and you know, you see a few collections that are moving here and there. You know, you've got the Nakamigos, you've got a few other fun things, but not as much as what we had previously in the year, right? So I think there are a lot of people that are just in this state of, okay, what's next? And the majority of people that are still here and that are still active, I think are going to be the ones that really make it through to the next cycle, right? Like you're the ones that are patient that have bought into the vision, kind of the idea, you've got a deeper rooted conviction for this space than most because most have already walked away, right? And I think that that's where the real opportunity lies is in the sideways. And that's where we are right now. You know, it's in the sideways, the slow bleed because the space ends up, you know, I'm telling you, it moves two directions. It either moves flat or vertical. And whenever, whenever everything really does get started, you know, it's a vertical type of move and all the opportunity is built in the flat, right? Like these are the days that people say, you know, in a space 12 months down the road, they're like, man, I wish I was there during that time period. Right. And, you know, that's the thing that's the most encouraging to me about continuing to show up and grind during this period is that at the end of the day, you know, it's not about doing anything sexy. It's about just continuing to be there, right? And, you know, continuing to show up is really like what the foundation of success is in this space, is positioning yourself for, you know, when the, when the bullish opportunity really hits. So that's my... Uh... I, I guess my little takeaway here, Pug. What's up, man? It's such a weird time. Weird time in the market. This is my first bear market, um, but I feel like we're just kind of in the rubble of it now, and like there's just not much activity going on. But like, if Bitcoin makes like a three percent move one way or the other, people go crazy. Like they lose their minds. It's just such a weird time. 
Well, yeah, especially right now when you had so much flat, it's uh, <laughs> it's really easy to get in that mindset of going crazy whenever you have small moves one way or the other. Because I think Loma posted this the other day, Bitcoin beneath 28K, the entire timeline is bearish. It can be 27,990, entire timeline bearish. Bitcoin at 28,010, entire timeline bullish, right? So it's just... just that people are ready for some type of move to happen right now. Um, and, you know, one way or the other, like, I'm obviously bullish. I think it'll go higher. But even if it goes lower, dude, like, it's the thing that I've preached in here, it's about the bigger picture, right, of, you know, the 2024-2025 horizon is where the real opportunity is going to lie in this space. I mean, not to say that there's not fun to be had this year, but 2024-25, you know, you're going to miss the stillness that we have right now because I'm telling you, man, when it gets going, like, it gets going and it happens fast. I love the uh, the interactions between you and Trader SZ on Twitter right now uh, <laughs> and each other's replies. But I love this little gif that has your name on the cross because uh, he's a bear. Uh, it's a, very amusing. Yeah, dude, I've got to go and make figure out somebody to make some good uh, gifts for me. Yeah, it's got to be like, so. it's got to be like, ooh, I got, I got a good one for you. I don't know if uh, maybe Carl's Jr.'s in here. Um, it have to be like three hundred where you're Leonidas and you like kick them off the, into the hole when when Bitcoin rips or like something with like a Spartan army. Dude, that's a great idea. I think when it rips again, your follower, you're going to have like over a million followers. Like every time there's something exciting going on, I, going on, I take a look at your followers and it goes up like a couple thousand. I think it's going to go crazy in the next uh, bull market. I do too, man. I mean, we'll see. But it just is a, you know, it's part of the beast of the game right now where it's slowly climbed. But dude, I'm telling you, even looking at Kobe last cycle where Kobe was just stuck at 50,000 followers for years and out of nowhere, you know, he blows up as the cycle blows up and 50,000 followers or 60,000, whatever it was that he had, you know, that was one of the top followed crypto accounts at the end of the last cycle. So you look at that right now and it's like, okay, there are several other people that are in this kind of half million range. And, you know, some people have had a little bit quicker growth, but overall, relatively flat compared to what it was you know i i really think it's going to be another multiple of this again right you know you're going to look at it and there whether i'm there or not there are going to be a lot of crypto accounts that are out there that are multi-million followership right as this starts to go mainstream because right now it still really is pretty niche you know it's not as mainstream as a lot of people um, would give other spaces and other niches credit for. So, um, yeah, man, I, I mean, there's so much growth left to be had in this space. I know a lot of people think that they're, you know, like, that's the thing. There are a lot of people that know what crypto is now that maybe four years ago still wouldn't have even known what crypto is. But that doesn't mean that they're really a believer in the space. It doesn't mean that they're involved in any capacity. They've just heard about it from one sense. And my opinion is that just primes that many more people to be ready to actually dive in whenever the market does start to grow again. 
So that's, I, I still think we're in that phase of it right now. I think we're in that phase of the growth of the overall market and that there will be another phase where, man, like stuff's like, dude, we're going to be sitting in here. Rooster's going to have 100,000 plus followers this next cycle. B-Ways is going to. We're going to have, you know, Crow, Lander, Puck, like you guys are going to be, you know, who knows? Maybe you guys will be also, you know, 40, 50,000. We're going to have random people that are in this mix that are continuing to put out content plugged into the right scene that all it just takes is a couple kind of lucky breaks to really roll into that momentum. You know, Wonka's GIF factory is, you know, going to be a, a, a multi-billion dollar industry. <laughs> Maybe that one won't, but. I'm just messing with you, Wonka. Uh, but yeah, dude, the point being, there's a lot to look forward to. And so much of that foundation is laid right now in these spaces that we host every Friday. When you talk about um, things coming back at the end of 24, 25, are you talking about Bitcoin specifically, everything, or mostly like Bitcoin? Oh, no, 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 everything. If anything, I think that we are in a Bitcoin-centric market this year. I like I is is my belief, and I think next year, um, I mean, Bitcoin definitely comes back, but I, you know, I, I again think you know throughout twenty twenty four and twenty twenty five, that's more you're going to have more growth in alts and NFTs than you will Bitcoin, right? Like Bitcoin's already, you know, it's already had incredible growth, so you're not going to get the same type of multiples that you will in other sectors of the market. So, I mean, that that's my take, at least, right? Nothing else from a pure numbers game. And as much as Bitcoin Maxis would like Bitcoin to be the only thing in the crypto space, it never will be. <laughs> so do you think, uh, l- let me ask you this, though. do you think uh, ordinals will run concurrent to the NFT marketplace? Or do you think they'll kind of move separately? I would think, oh man, I mean, that's a good question. I would think concur, I I think with it, but it just, it, it still feels a little bit bulkier and clunkier than working. It's gimmicky. I'm I'm not going to lie. It it just seems like a gimmick to me. Uh, you get Bitcoin ordinal maxis can hit on me or whatever. Um, but yeah, I see it as gimmicky. Yeah. I don't know, man. I mean, I, I definitely think there will be growth in ordinals that continues, but um, will it supersede the ETH NFT marketplace? I don't think so. It's how like, bad did the NFT charts? Um, how bad did they look? I, I've like, noticed you haven't shared in a while. Wait, can y'all hear each other? No. Uh, yeah, that's Bruce was trying to overtalk me. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is a quick question, if you don't mind, Mr. Rooster, for Kaleo. Uh, I noticed you haven't shared any uh, NFT charts lately. Uh, how how bad do they look? Uh, you know, honestly, I like I just haven't looked at a bunch of the charts recently as much and a lot of that i think is just noticing the state of the market i think that 
I don't know, dude. I, I like I could pull some up. I told um, I told some pudgy guys that I would share some charts coming up this next week. So I'll answer that question after I've gone through and share a few. Do pandas as well. But, you know, honestly, just from my baseline intuition, I don't think that I really need to look at a chart to say that some of them probably don't look great. Um, that's not to say that there aren't some that, you know, do look okay that will be mixed into it. But there are probably some that just don't right now, man. And I, I, I NFTs are a weird conundrum, though, because if anything, from what I realized, the chart doesn't always have to look great going into it initially, you know, because it does not take much demand to be able to drive up the price of a lot of these quickly. Right. So it's just about interest returning back to the space. And that's why I haven't been as interested in the charts recently, Crow, because I think charts are like really useful in price discovery and looking for breakouts in a trending market. But whenever you're just talking about things that when the market's relatively flat, I'm not quite as interested, except for maybe here and there for looking for reversals and that type of breakout and the accumulation after a longer period of being stuck within the same range, then it starts to get more interesting. But, you know, I like that's primarily why I haven't been looking at it like I was just because the market's not trending like it was. And I think, you know, personally, as far as, you know, my, where, where I use, utilize them the best is in a trending market. I heard that. Thanks for answering. But, uh, gents, once again, it has been an incredible Friday space hanging out with you guys. Appreciate you guys rolling out. Um, you know, definitely look for the room 110 space. Those guys are going to be hosting later, diving into a lot of these topics into a bit more depth. So just want to say appreciate y'all again. And the uh, stonks are inevitable. And we will be here for week 60, same time, same place. Be on the lookout for it. Maintain good posture, everybody. Have a great weekend. Good luck at the gym this week, sir. I would do a couple extra reps for you. <laughs> Thanks, everyone, for coming out. Catch on a bit. Deuces. All right. Take it easy, y'all.